Yeah, hello, and welcome to episode 44 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is a podcast where I get to know some of the nicest and funniest people from the internet. They are the Friends of the Show. This week's friend is the Todd Williams, a legendary tweeter who also happens to reside in our local city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Todd was so great to talk to. He shared stories about growing up in Canada, how he left school to join a rock and roll band, wild, and we have a lot of fun answering the many questions submitted by our listeners. Thank you, listeners. Be sure to follow at FOTS Pod on Twitter and send your questions for a future guest. Now it's Friends of the Show, episode 44, with the Todd Williams. I have no name. I am but two days old. What shall I call thee? I happy am. Joy is my name. Sweet joy befall thee. Infant Joy by William Blake. Joy befall thee, William Blake. All right, what a great poem! I think that's the first uh, poem chosen as a quote. So well done, and welcome to the podcast, Todd. Well, thank you for having me, Stephen. All right, now for the listeners, Todd is a great and very funny, and also prolific Twitter joke writer who also happens to reside in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Shout out! Todd's tweets are legendary as his his account. Everyone has surely seen his statuesque uh, AVI or has seen his tweets here, there, uh, everywhere, stolen all the time. He was also in a rock band. Uh, he's a parent. He enjoys coffee, and I'm very happy to have him on the show this week. <laughs> Welcome at the Todd Williams. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. All right. Yes, so, I am pr- prolific. <laughs> prolific tweeter. I'm uh, very excited to have you. Yeah, one of the the most popular, uh, I'd say, friends of the show in terms of number, sheer numbers of followers and uh, great tweets. So, yeah, really happy to finally get you on the show. Ooh, a big get for the show. Well, we've been trying for a while, and I was just very lazy and <laughs> getting back to you i think i'm yeah well i know you're a very busy individual and that's 100 percent fine but yeah finally very happy to finally nail it down and get you here so tell us more about yourself i know you're uh, a little bit mysterious shrouded in a bit of mystery so let's pull back the curtain a tiny bit but not too much (laughs) so tell us your story where you're from where did you grow up how do you like your coffee we'll get into it (laughs) Uh, I, am I really that mysterious? I don't think I'm that mysterious. You know, I have my name right there, which of course is a big mistake probably. But, <laughs> That's you know. true. You're one of the real namers. Like you. Yeah. Yep. I didn't give, I wasn't foolish enough to give my middle name, but uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, my middle initial. Middle initial, huge, huge mistake. <laughs> well, you know why I do that, right? I've mentioned it before. It's just so I'm distinguished between myself and the accused murderer, Stephen Skinner. Who's the bad Stevens? The bad one from Canada, and he's currently uh, about to go on trial for the murder uh, of Nacy Adams, and it's bad. And that's why I have the W. I'm not that guy. <laughs> well, here's uh, okay. Some of the I not very mysterious. I uh, I come from. I'm Canadian, like yourself. Woo. I come from from northern Ontario, a little town called uh, well, a little city actually, Sault Ste. Marie. 
The Sioux. The Sioux, or uh, what, the sewer, it's been <laughs> yeah. called, or the armpit of Ontario. So it's pretty far north. Like, Ontario is very big for the listeners. Uh, yeah. It's a very large province. So Toronto is sort of down there in southern Ontario. And then if you got to travel north several hours. How many hours is it by car? Is it? About eight hours. It's an eight-hour drive up yeah. north to get to the Sioux. Yeah, it borders Michigan. So uh, we're very, you know, we're, we're, we're north, but uh, there's so much more north than us. Right. It keeps going. <laughs> yeah, Canada yeah. keeps going so, up. Yeah, so I'm from the, the Sioux, we'll call it. And uh, I grew up there, a son of, uh, of a Canadian mother and an American father. Ooh. Yeah. International. Yeah. yeah, very international. He's from Kentucky, my father. Oh. So that's kind of so that's kind of a, it was always a strange thing, being in northern Ontario and your father was from Kentucky. That is interesting. Yeah, did he my know the colonel? Saying, Why is your what is your father's accent? And I was like, what are you talking about? My father doesn't have an accent. <laughs> I didn't realize that he had an American accent, as I was just so used to it. Oh, you didn't realize, but he did have one. I just thought, no, I didn't. It didn't. It didn't stick out at me when my friends would just be totally uh, taken away by it. You know, because <laughs> Kentucky is. You know, of course, as I got older, I kind of clued into it, but uh, uh, it was a very strange growing up. It's uh, it's like the Colonel Sanders accent, right? It's pretty southern, a southern <laughs> drawl. Yeah, it's pretty southern. His kind of faded away over the years, but uh, when we visit uh, our relatives down there, it's, uh, it's pretty strong, yeah. Love a good accent. So, yeah, you grew up up north, and uh, how'd you make it down here? Well, came first to Toronto to go to university engineering school very fancy so yeah so i was in it uh i was it was it was in school and then i decided i was going to go back to sault st marie because i didn't like it in toronto and i wasn't enjoying my course i think i was just you know i just wasn't convinced of what i was doing but anyway i was going to go back uh, and and meanwhile i'd been a musician in kind of bands growing up in high school and uh um, playing in bars and in the sioux and around that area so I went back to the Sioux, and then a friend of mine who was in a band in Toronto called me up in the Sioux and said, you have to come back to Toronto. We need a bass player. And so I just dropped everything, and I uh, I, I came back to Toronto. Grabbed your bass. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Grabbed the bass, <laughs> grabbed the amp, got on a Greyhound bus, and uh, came to Toronto. And I've been here for... I've been here ever since. Wow, so that was the beginning of your rock star lifestyle? <laughs> that was the beginning of the yeah, the rock star lifestyle that I that I had kind of for So a, what for a era of years. are we talking about? What what was the year and the span of this uh Okay, this, this was tour uh, life. This is kind of uh on the hard edge of hair band time. This is like 1989, 1990. 1990, yes. I think I moved. I think, yeah, 1990 was when I joined that band, I think. Yeah. Good year. Things are really yeah. popping off. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it, a very exciting move for me coming from a small town to come and join, uh, you know, they were a somewhat established band in Toronto and the area, and they played some gigs, and, and they just recently opened up for Iggy Pop. Lust so for I Life. Thought, oh my God. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, I'm going to join a band that just opened up for Iggy Pop. Pretty cool. Yeah, that would be very exciting. So, yeah, And uh, they had already I, grinded it out, so now they're sort of getting gigs. So you didn't have to really do that hard grind <laughs> where you're... No, I had to just come 
I had to move here and learn all the songs and then get ready to play some gigs that they already had booked. <clears throat> so I'd never heard them before. I didn't know any of the music, but, uh, and I didn't even, I wasn't even convinced that it, that I, had, you know, <laughs> that I liked them. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, it was so fast, but I just made my decision and I stuck with it. So it was, uh, it was, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I think it was a great decision. It, it, it certainly changed my life. Changed your life, turned you into a rock star overnight. So then you're on stage around town. You're in what the van? You guys are lugging uh, gear, gig to gig, loading in. We had a roadie and everything. Yeah, you had a, so, yeah, a, so, a, a know, touring we, guy. We played around Toronto and we played around Southern Ontario, and then uh, we played across Canada one time. We went, we, we got a, a couple of vans and all of our equipment, and we. Uh, Played ourselves all the way up to Vancouver and back. Wow, um, yeah, that's the whole country. So, what was the uh, kind of fell apart? What's uh, what kind of shows are you playing? Like, how big are these venues? You're playing like bars, or are you playing like middle middle sized rock clubs? We would play mostly, I guess, you know, bar. Uh, what would be, uh, you know, maybe mostly bars, but you know, the kind of bars that are typically, you know, with a stage and and playing bands. Yeah. Uh, so we opened up some shows for other people in the areas, or we, you know, we played at the Moosehead Lodge in in Estevan, Saskatchewan, you know, in the middle of nowhere. So some some gigs like that, but uh, it, it was but it was a fantastic experience. Yeah, that's pretty great. So what was your biggest or most memorable show? Would you say? Hmm. Um, I guess maybe we uh, we played, you know. It, <laughs> and to be honest, none of them were really super that memorable on that trip. It was just more or less the experience. Better if you, you said, know, oh, we, it's, uh, those days are pretty hazy, man. <laughs> it's real hazy. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I'm trying to think back on it. But I remember making it to Vancouver and playing at a bar in, in Van- a club in Vancouver, opening up for a band. They were, you know, they, they had a pretty good following in, in, in the area, I guess. And so there was a lot of people there and, and also we had a video. Oh yeah. That's that, big. You know, before we, it was, before we went on the road, we had a video and it was playing on Indie street on much music, which yes. was like uh, an independent band show that was on much music, which is like the Canadian MTV at the time. So we were in Vancouver and they had like, Van, you know, there was like much music West and they, uh, promoting our show that we're going to be playing in Vancouver and then they played our video and we were sitting in this bar watching our video on much music in Vancouver and so that was just a very memorable yeah that's kind of- that's pretty cool I mean that's like you guys looking around cheers in you guys are videos on the like, TV like yeah, hearing your like, song on the radio it was like the equivalent of I don't know if you remember that movie yeah uh, um, it's with uh, the band it's uh, that thing you do the thing you do, yeah, and they're running down their radio. Their song comes on the radio, and they're running all down the street, and they're they're it's us, it's us, and they're pointing at the radio. So that was kind of yeah, it's the Oneaters, <laughs> the Oneaters, exactly. Yeah, wow. so yeah, you know, it was uh, yeah, you know, it is a little hazy to be honest. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I think uh, people have questions about that later in the show, so we'll get to, we'll get into it again. Right Right All right. Well, um, do you remember the BT140 podcast? That was fun. <laughs> we were both on that. Shout out to Del Freaky uh, in that. I did. Yeah, you did it, right? Um, how long ago I was that? That, yeah. that yeah. was, uh, it had to be over a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, about that for me too, uh, over a year ago. Uh, very fun. 
Uh, sad to see that podcast go away, but everyone can still check out I Am Dale Freaky and all the old episodes. Yeah, so, actually, I, I co-hosted him once uh, with him once when uh, Professor Hinkley. Ah, uh, yes, Professor Hinkley. The old Tra- you know, Professor Hinkley. <laughs> yeah, Travis was on, friend of the show. And uh, yeah, I think we have a question coming up from him a little later. So I guess we kind of covered your touring life with the rock band. So that's great. <laughs> skip, yeah. skip right over the story part and get right into the nitty gritty talking Twitter. All right. So it says here, you have been on Twitter since December 2011. So about seven years, I guess. About. Uh, I guess, you know, I, I started this account um, which is why actually it has my name on it. Like I started it as uh, my wife had something with work where they were doing tweets about something. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Because you have to go on and you have to be join or follow or do something, whatever it was. I wasn't even sure. And it's just like, okay, I'll do it. And that was 2011. And, and I never looked at it again until I think the end of 2014. So realistically, I've been on about, about four years. So you joined early to support your wife, which is very nice, yeah. to vote for her yeah. in a contest or something. And then, uh, or did she have to like get yeah, a number, like certain that. number of followers maybe? <laughs> and uh, so then you just I like. I think you had to retweet something, yeah. Oh, you had to retweet, yes. Well, I hope she won something the contest. Like <laughs> she, uh, it was, for, well, it was for work. It was, it was a promotion that they were doing. So it was just, uh, they wanted numbers. And so right, I, yeah. I did it. For, yeah. It's a numbers game. Social media, <laughs> the numbers are up. And then I actually, for, I forgot all, I forgot that I had it. And then I was, I was reading some newspaper thing and it had uh, somebody's tweet. And actually I, I mentioned it, uh, I think you may come to it at a certain point. And I thought, well, that's very funny. I, I'm going to check this out. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I have an account. And so then I went and I just kind of resurrected it. Right. I hope you followed that person <laughs> whose tweet you saw. I did and I still do. Nice. And we'll get to that yeah. later in the show. A lot of great teases. A lot of great teases happening here. That was a tease. <laughs> a tease. So really, 2014. So, wow, your uh, meteoric rise has happened over the last uh, four years, I guess, or so. Yeah, pretty great. So that's when you started. Uh, did you start right away with Turl and Jerks? Or would you at reply to people? What, how did you get started? Were you doing hashtags? <laughs> I think I well I know I I totally gapped on the whole hashtag. I was you know I, I was at replying to a couple of people, but I would occasionally just do these strange, what I you know one-liners, little silly puns. Uh, but you know some at, at replying and and then kind of you know of course you start seeing the little accounts that are doing it and you start following them and, and then and then they have little you know send us tweets. So I was you know sending them my tweets, little tweet calls. That's right. And then it just kind of you know builds from there. It builds, uh, especially if you have the great content like you do. Your tweet's very funny uh, and, you know, keep improving. And you cover all the different formats. And, and yeah, you're very prolific, like I mentioned before. So so you have a lot of stuff that you could send to people <laughs> on tweet calls. Yeah, I, I nothing stops me. Like, I, I have a very low threshold for what I will I'll, I'll tweet practically anything. I tweet quite a bit, and I delete a lot of tweets too. Right, so and I just throw. Yeah, them there. And, you're uh, allowed to do that because yeah, you got to like throw stuff at walls and see what sticks. <laughs> so it's oh yeah, it's the ones that have gone really well are ones that I just was like, what? I can't believe that one that happened. You know, like it just comes in your mind. You tweet it, and then it does very well. And one that you grind over, and you think, oh, I'm going to fix this. <laughs> it's just 
it's just a big dud. Yes, yeah, you never know. You really you just never don't know. know. All right. You don't know. <laughs> you never know, folks. All right. So uh, here's a question. Here's a question for you about Twitter. What was your first slash most memorable interaction on Twitter? Like an early memory or something of, on Twitter. So the um, first time when you're just like, oh, 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 that. Well, I know what it was. Yeah, I, I, I um, one time I did a, I did a tweet, and and oh, somebody, I think somebody had a tweet call, and it was um, Rebecca. What is I can't remember. You know, uh, something calling jerk something. So what's that? What's her at name now? I can't remember. Oh, crappy stuff for jerks. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And and she retweeted a tweet of mine, and Joss Whedon faved it. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Have, as everyone, all the listeners surely know, Joss Whedon, uh, creator of the Buffy TV show, uh, or showrunner for that, and director of the first Avengers movie. Or yes. Key credits for him, <laughs> among other <Yeah>. things. <laughs> I, I didn't know all that, but I just I didn't even know who it was really. But it was like this big account I saw it, and it was like, I think they were they were uh, verified. I thought, who's that? Uh, and I was just fascinated by, like, it's such, like Twitter, levels the playing field in some ways. You know, it's you can just have contact with people who are, and so you know, it, it just it just it's a real uh, it's a real equalizer. Yeah, uh, I think on the last episode, Blaine Kapatch said like it turns your idols into friends and friends into idols or something. That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So yeah, I get I get that. Yeah, so yeah, Joss Whedon, shout out. Oh, very I good. Mean, it was, the tweet was I think it was uh, one of those who called it something something. You know, it was uh, yeah, classic uh, format. We all know. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was. I think it was the who who called it. Mutant DNA and not Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, what a great one! Gene Wilder, everyone. Gene Wilder, the wild gene, <laughs> mutant DNA. Do you oh. get it? A to B, right here. <laughs> and why didn't they call it that? We'll never know. <laughs> so that's the kind of quality you can expect. But yeah, you never know. And then Joss Whedon scrolling his feed, and he's like, <laughs> Gene Wilder. He gave him a little laugh, and uh, yeah, there you go. The cycle continues. Exactly. All right, so how about what is the weirdest thing that's happened? Got any weird stories? Any weirdos sliding into your DMs? Any people quote tweeting you and not understanding a joke? A lot of people replying to you angrily with your name. Well, I guess the, the last one I say, you know, I do, uh, I don't know if it'd be weird, but I can't, you know, like I do a lot of political you know, stuff where I'm, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, it's kind of tongue in cheek and, and, but a little nasty edgy, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I try not to be overly, like overtly mean, but I, I, you know, try to have a, you know, kind of a backhanded, uh, you know what criticism. that is, Todd? It's your half American coming through. <laughs> it's your, Could be. it's your American side peeking out. There you go. Yeah. Well, I stick my, uh, yeah. So I get uh, jumped on quite a bit, you know, even just recently, uh, about, tweets that have particular subject matter you know it's a, it's a hot politics it's a hot Sorry. political climate right now We're oh yeah, yeah so you know how it 2018. is 2018 but i try to uh you know i try to play dumb a little bit and then not get too engaged but you know sometimes i snap oh yeah you snap <laughs> at like the the trolls who try to come at you yeah yeah so i'll snap at them and 
Yeah, you, know. you got to get it out. Use that that block finger. Yeah, occasionally. I don't really block a lot, actually. Just live and let live. Yeah. That's good. I think that gives them too much satisfaction when you block them. That's true. That could be more it. Likely, I'm more likely to mute them or even just mute the conversation. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's different ways of doing it. Definitely. Yeah. All right, very cool. All right, now how about an interesting or fun interaction with a celebrity or brand? You get interacting with brands much? Because they're out uh, there. Nowadays, more than ever, brands are alive online. Yeah, I just recently got followed by Steakums, I think. Steakums. He seems to be, uh, I'm not he or she is uh, running that. I think they're really absorbed, you know, they're really kind of getting themselves right into that a weird, fun joke Twitter zone there. So yeah, I think they're following a bu- a lot of um, fun, weird Twitter accounts and try and yep. uh, emulate their fun styles. Yeah, but I I, uh, I had one um, that was really exciting to me in a way. I I, I, uh, I did a tweet, and uh, within like I don't know five five or five minutes or so of, of tweeting it, I get a. Rip- it starts to be boom, boom. I'm getting all these hits. What is going on? And I look for retweets, and there's no real, re- re- no big retweet, but it had been replied to by uh, Chrissy Teigen, and and she said, uh, "I want this to have a million retweets or a million likes by the end of the day." <laughs> You know, so she really liked the tweet, so she was saying that. She didn't retweet it, mind you. She did not, which, no. as is her style, right? Her, That's her, her style. That's her okay. feed is 100% Chrissy Teigen. Is it? She, she was, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think she retweets very much, but she comments, and she's a she's a joy on, oh, on Twitter. She's, you know, she's she, definitely uh, active, and she's great with the clapbacks, as the kids say. That's right. She's fun. She's funny. It's fun. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's fun. And she, and she follows me. So, she does. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, Very so cool. that, uh, you know, she follows me, but she'd never said anything to me before. She'd never, you know, I didn't expect any, uh, you know, I have a couple follows from people that are, you know, uh, you know, there's some of the people that are up there, like uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, creator uh, of Hamilton. Yes. Yeah, he's and, a, you know, he he follows me, but he doesn't like talk to me or anything. He talks to some people, but he, you know, so being actually interacted with was quite fascinating. It's so cool, yeah. And she ha- uh, has a huge following herself and her husband. They're right out there in the public sphere. Uh, yeah, so even yeah. things that she'll like just re- she just like replied to that. So only people who are following both of you would see it, unless. You just look at all of her tweets, which a lot of people do. They like scroll through her timeline, see who she's talking to, and yeah. that's how that's how they see uh, got to your tweet too. So it's really uh, really neat to see. <laughs> it's like yeah, a roundabout so she, way of promoting your tweet. Yeah, so she she didn't retweet it, and it ended up like with thirty thousand likes or something. It didn't make a million. It's like her reply is as good as like a um, hundred or fifty other people's retweets. Exactly. Wow. Well, so very cool. Yeah, it's all, I'm yeah. so interested in all like the hugely followed accounts um, or, and like how brands are interacting with people on Twitter. So oh, very mm-hmm. neat. Uh, and you got some big ones, obviously. Couple. Couple big ones. So speaking Couple. of, uh, who is someone who you would like that, that doesn't currently follow you back? This is the question. Who is your dream follow back? Someone you currently follow who doesn't follow you back. Real person, real account. Who is it? Um, well, I think one of the one of the first 
persons I followed was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm, a scientific mind. Yeah. So I was following him and, uh, and I think I'd like, you know, I follow him. I still follow him. And you know, when you go to your page of people that you follow and you go all the way down to the bottom and you can see who you followed very early on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very interesting. So he's right there. So, uh, but I think because he's such a, you know, he himself is like a meme, you know, like he, <laughs> there's so many jokes about him. There's so many, uh, you know, funny caption pictures of him and, and, and uh, or, you know, or, you know, there's the typical format joke of Neil deGrasse. I do a lot of them. I think I have a moment of Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, somebody will say something like, uh, you know, they'll say, you know, there'll be a song and then, and then he'll, he'll, he'll refute it. He'll kind of give it a, a strange, actually, I, I kind of have to. Yeah. Like a Neil deGrasse Tyson, literal, over literal interpretations of things. Exactly. <laughs> like he's always debunking or t- like taking the fun out of things. It's sort of like what he's known for. Uh, exactly. He'll like uh, debunk like this, the science of a sci-fi movie or something uh, he's, he's been known to do. So yeah, that's, I mean, it's a reputation well-earned. <laughs> So yeah, it's, yeah. it didn't come out of nowhere, uh, but those ones are those Neil deGrasse Tyson ones are pretty funny. Yeah, so I think that if he followed me, uh, that would be fun. Oh, that's a great pick, Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson. Be sure to check out Star Talk Radio, his podcast. Yeah. It's very right. good. All right, and check out and check out my Neil deGrasse Tyson moment. Yeah, and check out Todd's Neil deGrasse Tyson moment. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a link in the show notes. I'm getting the plug. Get the plug in for my moment. Plug the moment. Make sure to send me the link and I'll add it to the show notes. All right. So now we get to the final talking Twitter question, and that is who would be your ultimate dream follow back? Now I'm talking any person, real or fictional, living or dead. Ah, uh, that's a great question. Living or dead. And they've never, they don't have to have a, it no. could be historical. It could be anybody. Real or fictional as well. They right. could be a fictional person, yeah. Uh, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm going to say, because uh, I could just imagine great tweets coming from this guy. I'm going to say Elvis Presley. Elvis. I'd imagine him as kind of like a all, yeah, yeah, all caps guy <laughs> or just like stream of consciousness. <laughs> Doesn't care. Has no filter. <laughs> Something like you know, that. He'd be, he'd be promoting shows in Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Accidentally tweeting like inappropriate right. pictures. Only tweets with uh, EP are from me, man. You know. Oh like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, That'd man. Uh, tweets, tweets signed text are not Elvis. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, you've made it through the talking Twitter segment, so that brings us to wow. your tweets. All right, I'm talking about tweets from the Todd Williams on Twitter, and let's get into them. This okay. one that you've picked, this first one, is one of my favorites. Um, so maybe we can act it out. Together. It is uh, a scene of a job interview. Oh, okay. That one. Uh, you can be you, and I will be boss. So the scene is job interview. Time travel. What is your biggest strength? What? <laughs> yeah. I, I time traveled, and I told you the answer. Oh, that is great. That is a, a classic. It's the first one of those that I'd seen with the uh, sort of time travel format where you're answering the question before it comes up with the power of time travel. And, uh, yeah, yeah, one of the greats from 2015, y'all. 2015, yeah. So I, th- I think I the reason I picked that one is because uh, it was probably one of the first ones that I ever had that just got immediate response. And it was just like getting, you know, 
I just couldn't believe the reaction I was getting. And so it really stuck to me. You know, somebody did a little cartoon of it and sent it to me. And Oh, that's and, awesome. And people were making comments on it. Oh, this was great. Oh, this is fantastic. I sure, you know, so it really uh, was kind of one of those first, um, like, wow, this is this is the instant gratification I can get out of Twitter. That's exactly right. You were getting notifications. People were yeah. liking it. People were retweeting it. It's over 10,000 retweets yeah. on this bad boy. Great tweet. All right. But the ratio of the times are so much different. Like it's 10,000 retweets and 15,000 likes. So that's like, it's unheard of now. That's a, yeah, a two thirds proposition there. And normally yeah. it's one third or less, would you say? Yeah. I would say uh, even less than that now. I yeah, you get a lot more likes than retweets. And the algorithm is messing with stuff. It's changing That's what the it order is, yeah. of tweets. People are liking it. And if you like a tweet, it could show up in someone else's feed just because you like it and they follow you and they like may, might like what you like. But it is wreaking havoc with <laughs> with everyone's yeah, tweets. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like somebody you know will like this. Yeah, we're like, oh, what does that have to do with my timeline? <laughs> well, there it is in your timeline, yeah. Speaking of uh, your political tweets, we got an extra tweet here, and it is this one. <laughs> Trump. Let's get that Muslim band going. Band? We thought you said ban. No way, that's harsh. Also, how's that Mexican mall coming? <laughs> uh, he's been, it was just misheard this whole time. He's not really right. the worst of all time. It's just, he's misspeaking. It's, it's just a big misunderstanding. One million <laughs> misunderstandings on top of each other. Well, I tweeted this on uh, November 9th, 2016, which is the day after the election. Oof. So this is when people were just waking. So this is at, uh, you know just after noon on ninth of November. I rem- we all remember that day and where we <laughs> yes. were and the general vibe uh, <laughs> was negative. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm we're in Canada and it was <laughs> like a huge downer. <laughs> exactly. It was like uh, just everyone was like hungover but with anger. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I hardly slept that night. I, re- I can recall it was the. And so anyway, I did this tweet in the morning and then right away when everybody was like on top of it, like, oh, <laughs> like everybody was like, oh, I wish this were true. I wish, yeah. oh, I wish this was, you know, I wish it was a misunderstanding. I think that's it. But, you really hit the, the zeitgeist moment <laughs> with, yeah. with something that they, people could at least kind of laugh at, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's the little things. Can't yeah. laugh at a lot of the, the things uh, with that, but uh, Mexican mall. <laughs> <laughs> the Mexican mall. He's going to build a Mexican mall. He could. I mean, the deals. That would be great. Poncho's <laughs> alone. All right. So we got one one more tweet here coming from the Todd Williams. It's a bonus tweet. It is my pick from his tweets. And I want to okay. give a special honorable mention to uh, I Need That Fairy Tale on my desk, ASAP. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. That's my probably one of my favorites of all time. But my tweet that I've selected to read on the tele show is this. Superman could have become a doctor using his x-ray vision to detect life-threatening tumors. But no, we really needed another journalist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I bet you got a lot of flack for this bad boy. Oh, I got a lot of flack from journalists. (laughs) I guess. I got a lot of flack, and I got so much flack from, uh, you know, Superman aficionados. You know, it's kind of like the, you know, the cast of the Big Bang Theory, you know, when they argue about... uh, 
well, if Superman was, you know, if Lois Lane was falling from a building and he caught her at the bottom, her spine would crack. <laughs> so they had all these kind of, you know. Yeah, get Neil why. deGrasse Tyson in here. Let's right. debunk some stuff. Exactly. So I had so many reasons why Superman couldn't be, you know, what if he's in the middle of a surgery and, and something happens? He, you know, so. <laughs> well, it's a great tweet, and I, everyone should be following at the Todd Williams on Twitter for more tweets just like these. Thank you. Yes. All right, now we get into your picks from others. So, do you have them handy? Let's read some of these picks. You got the Keith one. We could do a, a back and forth one. Okay, I'll I'll be the mob boss. Okay, and I will be Keith. Okay, the mob boss. Stick his body in the compost pile. What? Grabbing your collar intently. We might be killers, but you only got one oit. <laughs> we might be killers, but you only got one oit. That is correct. <laughs> it's, so he uh, actually spells it earth, but I, pronounce, I put the oit. It's it. a mob boss, right? So that is to be expected. And great tweet from Keith at Ghost Crow, K-R-O-G-H. Everyone should be checking him out. <laughs> really funny stuff. We only got one Earth. I mean, it's a great message. <laughs> it's an ecological right. message. He's Truly a sustainable. Boss, he's, he's a green mob boss. <laughs> one of those, yeah, eco, eco-friendly mob boss killers. That's right. Great tweet. I love Keith. He's great. Keith's great. And, yeah, everyone, give him a look on Twitter. All right, your next Tweet is from LOL at LOL on Twitter. And the tweet is this. The popular 70s, 80s drama Chips was adapted from the British show Constables of the Royal Imperial Street Patrol System, or Crisps. (laughs) (laughs) Because they call call them Crisps. Right, British people listening? You call them Crisps. You can't deny it. They're potato chips, but you still say crisps. So this is a very funny tweet from L. Oh, I love this. When I read it, I was like so angry <laughs> that I had not written this tweet. <laughs> it, was, it was there for the taking, you know. <laughs> she just had to and, put it all together. She put all the pieces oh, together. Oh, she put it all together. And I was like, oh. <clears throat> Actually, I replied to it. Like, it's, if you look at that tweet, my reply is right there. And my reply is, damn. <laughs> All right, we got, we got one more uh, tweet here that we you have selected from the internet, and I'm guessing this is the tweet that you uh, mentioned. See? Yeah, this is the one I, I was. I don't know what article it was, and it just had, or you know tweets of the week or something in some on some page of the newspaper or something, and uh, and I and I saw this tweet, and I just thought well, this is fantastic, and you know so it's the tweet is from 2012, but I don't think I saw it until you know, around 2014 or so. But uh, should I read it? Please do. Okay, it's from uh, it's from internet uh, or it's from Twitter sensation and in general all around funny guy Rob Delaney, and it's uh, and it's a quote and it's <laughs> terrific, and that's Mitt Romney every time Jar Jar Binks appears on screen. <laughs> terrific, <laughs> terrific! Like it's such a subtle dig at. It's it's covering a lot of bases. It's political, but it's not at all. It's absurd. <laughs> it's just, no, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, great job. Yeah, Rob Delaney, one of the good ones. He was like oh, one I, of the original yeah. guys who like blew up through Twitter uh, as his choice of medium. And then now he's on the TV shows in the UK and whatnot. Very good. Yeah, 
I think that it said something. I think now that I, I think it said the from the funniest man on Twitter, Rob Delaney. And yeah, he got the, Yeah, he um he was definitely that. All right. Well, thank you. We've made it through all the tweets. Now we get into everybody's favorite segment. It is questions from Twitter. And Todd, you will be happy to hear that you are the new record holder for most questions asked. So thank you to everyone who sent a question to Todd and at FOTS pod on Twitter to send your question for a future guest. All right. So let's get into these. It could be a while. All right, oh, the man. first question comes to us from friend of the show, Mark McGark at Markedly on Twitter, and don't forget to check out at McGarkPod. And <laughs> this is not a question. It is a demand. And he demands, walk me through a day in the life of Grade 9 Todd. Grade 9 Todd. This is me in Grade 9, baby. Yeah. Wow, so that's going way back. Like, like way, way back, as you know. <laughs> well, let's see. That could be a, that could be a really long answer. So let me uh, let me try to bullet points, so, Todd. Bullet points. It's bullet like... points. So you know, uh, so grade nine. I'm living in Sault Ste. Marie. I, I'm going to assume that it's winter. It's very cold. So I get up and I have a large hot chocolate and number of buttered toast. So that was my meal throughout all of high school. Pretty that was your go-to breakfast, buttered toast go- and hot chocolate? And hot chocolate. All right. And I used to dip it. And, you dip um, in the toast in the chocolate? I would, yeah. Nice. And then I would watch. We had this little thing that, that told us the weather, what the temperature was. So usually it would be, I remember looking at it, it would be minus 26. So, so you would wait until it turned to minus 25. You'd hope. And, <laughs> you then, and if it, it did, then you were out the door. Like, let's go. It's warmed up. <laughs> so, you'd, so you'd walk numerous kilometers to school. And uh, and then it was probably just a regular grade nine life of uh, of, of anybody. I, 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 the curriculum? What do you got packed in your lunchbox? You know, uh, no, I, you know, the cafeteria we'd buy, I'd probably have pizza at lunch yeah. with a uh, with a large Coke, probably. Mm-hmm. Our cafeteria had very good pizza. Ooh, that's good. And then, we, you know, we'd be out between classes smoking cigarettes. Probably oh, I smoked a lot no. of cigarettes. Too. Oh, geez. Yeah. And, uh, and then maybe uh, some uh, some volleyball. Or no, let's see what we were playing in the winter. Volleyball. Um, <laughs> I don't know. just trying to think what we were doing uh, after school, what sport would be, you know. So in certain mm. times of the year, you'd have football, then you'd have hockey. And I, I didn't really play hockey, so I probably just went home after school and uh, – Made sure we had enough uh, bread and uh, milk in the fridge for my uh, hot <laughs> chocolate next day. Yeah. Next it's pretty much, pretty much it because it'd be dark by the time I was coming home. Right? So. <clears throat> yeah, nothing much you can do. It's dark at four <laughs> o'clock or whatever. Exactly. And then you know I was in grade nine, so I was I was just kind of probably uh, starting in with music a little bit too. So I playing some music at the time, and uh, so you get home and these, maybe noodle a little, noodle around a little, <laughs> noodle around a little bit, yeah. Nice. So it was just in the in the the burgeoning years before you know the seeds of a of a rock star were growing. What was uh, what were some of the er- early uh, influences? What were you uh, playing uh, back at that time? Do you remember? Oh, I was a big uh, well, I was a big Beatles fan. Uh, Shout but, out know, to Keith the, again. The, the music at the time, you know, we were playing like Stray Cats and The Clash, and uh, you know, and then some, you know, David Bowie, uh, Iggy Pop, kind of, you know. Kind of uh, uh, 
a little bit of the more uh, new wave of stuff, you know, the jam. Ooh, the jam. You know, things like that. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Grade nine, Todd. So thank you very much, Mark, for that great question. Or yeah. demand, rather. <clears throat> I don't right. think anybody really wanted to know about my great idea. But well, I think Mark did, and uh, I'm glad that we all know now. Yeah. Butter and toast with chocolate milk for dipping. Yeah. Uh, hot chocolate, rather. <laughs> all right. So the next question comes in from friend of the show, Dave Cactus, at Dave underscore Cactus. Dave asks, are you coming to my birthday party, you big handsome lug? <laughs> Uh, I I might go to Dave's birthday party. It's very <laughs> exciting. Go. If anybody who's listening, if it hasn't happened yet, Dave's having a big birthday party, and everyone's invited. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing it up, and he's in Colorado. Yeah, just head on right, out man. if you yeah, can. So, well, that's quite a ways, though. So I don't know. I I, I have to really. It's a lot of planning. Really yeah, you true. really got to. That's a lot of logistics yeah. to work through. Yeah. Yeah. But very exciting but nonetheless, and happy pre-birthday to Dave. And we'd all love to be there, yes. Yeah. All right, he has a follow-up question. Do you have any tweets about science? Oh, <laughs> it's a joke. It's got to be joking, because you do. I have lots of tweets about science. You're a science-minded In individual. I'm fairly scientific. You're on the scientific side, yeah. I like science, I like science tweets. They're great, uh, and they yeah. can be really smart. And I think that's really nice when they are. Yeah. Uh, and he has a, a last question here. It's, uh, is your real last name McGark? Well, no, it's not. My real last name is Cactus. Whoa! Meow, 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 meow. Dave Cactus. All right. So thank you very much, Dave, for those awesome questions. And a follow-up question from Jeff, uh, Jeff Winnie. And his question is, science? And the answer is yes. Yes. I, th I thought you would just be <laughs> nodding silently. That was my guess is what your answer would be. Well, I was nodding silently, but I know that uh, this is radio. This is almost. an audio format, yes. Audio format. That's not radio, but it's, yes, audio. So I know you can't see me nodding. So, <laughs> so you're definitely nodding science. I should have said asterisk nodding. Asterisk, asterisk. nodding, yeah. <laughs> To denote action for the listener. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Jeff, for that question. And this next question comes to us from friend of the show, Rads, at Feeling Euphoric. And Rads asks, Toddles, describe your dream date as if you were a raccoon. Oh, Radzy. Radzy. <laughs> Radzy. <laughs> Describe your dream date as if you were a raccoon. Well, it would involve a lot of eggs. That's a secret know. head nod to our favorite raccoon. You know him. Wait, that's the dream date? Just eggs? <laughs> you gotta uh, flesh it yeah, out well, here. You know, uh, I'm talking about where's the setting? Who? You know, how does it well, end? You know, I would, you know, in a nutshell, I'd, uh, I'd, uh, in an eggshell, <laughs> oh, I would. Uh, I would pick up my date with a lovely corsage of eggs. Okay. Uh, we'd probably go uh, see uh, a movie about eggs. and mm -hmm. uh, Or maybe dinner first, eggs. <laughs> and some after, uh, after dinner eggs. Okay. It's like dessert eggs. So I could, you know, I could go into the details about the eggs. I would need <laughs> at least a dozen eggs for a date. That's the uh, date ratio of the number of uh, eggs that you're going to consume or go through on this date? Yeah. 
That seems like a, I mean, it's a reasonable number. It's not absurd. Um, you and, know, eggs are valuable when you're well, a raccoon, you know. Because <laughs> I'm going to be going on many dates as a raccoon. Well, what I need to know is how does this date end? I'm talking a kiss on the lips at the door or maybe more what or less. What What is the, uh, what's going to happen? You're a raccoon. You're going to make a move? Um, I, uh. I think as a raccoon, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a move. You know, I'm a little abandoned. I'm gonna steal a kiss. <laughs> steal a kiss. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, a steal a hard-boiled match. egg for the trip home. <laughs> and then as I give her that hug goodbye, I reach into her bag, <laughs> take the egg corsage, and pocket that baby for later. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the great question, Radzi. And everyone should definitely follow at Feeling Euphoric on Twitter. And this next question comes from. A friend of the show, Andrew Nadeau, at Andrew Nadeau Zero, and he asks, what's the story behind the four names and how they're broken up? Two in your handle, three in your profile name. So we should, uh, yeah, we should say your your handle is Todd Williams, the Todd Williams, so those are the, right. the two names, and then your profile is Todd Papi Carlos. Right. Yeah, so what's the story behind that? Well, you know, the, the, the story behind my name is quite forward, straightforward. Behind my at name, that's my name. So how did you get that? How did I get that? Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, well, Williams is, you know, of course, that's that's my last name. And then Todd, uh, during the period that I was born, there was a huge spike in parents naming their children Todd. It was the uh, name of the moment. It was the, it was the Todd spike of 66, 67. It was the hot name. <laughs> Everyone knew it. Yeah, no, I've just I've dated myself there. <laughs> dated yourself, everyone. Get at those calculators. All right, so so then you have three in three names in your profile name, and one of them is in quotations. Right. Yeah. So um, Todd Papi Carlos. So so um, the way this one came around, I think I, at, at a certain point, I just I think my name, my uh, my my handle was also. Todd Williams for a while, but then I wanted to change it just because I didn't want to be too obvious. And, you know, you know, I somehow thought that if I changed my handle that people would know who I was. Right. You know, I'd give myself a little less easy to find kind of thing. So, so I changed it and I, and I ended up this, this was, uh, I was in a room with some people and I, you know, I always made those, my standard kind of corny puns about something and, uh, uh, and there was a throwback to the um, the magic school bus. There was a, a kid on the show who always ended the show with some horny pun, and his name was Carlos. And he'd always go, Carlos! Carlos! So yeah. every time I would make a pun, uh, I remember uh, it was uh, paper wash. Ah, you know, yes. Paper wash. Yep. He would, he would throw in this Carlos gift. Carlos! <laughs> so uh, so it was kind of like I was going to be Uncle Carlos or something like that, and I and somehow I chose uh, Poppy Carlos. That's great. Yeah, I remember yeah. those uh, those Magic School Bus episodes. Everyone go check so out Carlos great. and his puns. So it's re- like a pretty, you know, silly origin for that name. That's great origin, and thanks for that great question, uh, Andrew. Yeah. All right. Next question comes in from Michael at home underscore halfway. And here mm. comes the age questions. He says, uh, Todd, what is the best part about being 110 years old? Mm. You well, are. It's... Wait, no, you just revealed your de- age. <laughs> so everyone go back, hit the calculator. You'll find out his true age. 110 years old. 
Um, how does it, what's the best part? Yeah, uh, best I would part. say that I know, knowing that I'm only halfway there. <laughs> the best part is the years to come. That's right. I know I'm, I, only, I have another 110 to go. Yeah, <laughs> here's to the next 110. <laughs> All right. <Cheers>. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Michael. And the next question comes in from Marf. I'm talking at Marf Salvador. And he asks, where does he come up with his great ideas? Why is he so funny? How is he so smart? Why is he so handsome? Etc." <laughs> is that Marf's voice? That's what I imagine Marf sounds like. <laughs> Isn't he from England? Uh, yeah, but that's just that's what Marf Salvador sounds like to me. <laughs> Listen, I've listened to you some some of your shows, and I know that you 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 need very little excuse to break into your English <laughs> accent. So I'm wondering what happened here. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I just heard it as I heard it as that. Okay. Well, these are some uh, very nice questions, and I and I they are in no way set up. <laughs> Where does he come up with his great ideas? Yeah. Why is he so funny? Um, you know, uh, it's genetics, probably. Where do I come up with my great ideas? Uh, I no, let's see. Like, can I honestly yeah, answer? You, this? Yeah, Where please do. I- do. You, you probably you're like up on top of the latest trending topics, right? Like, you're yeah. You're, you know, yeah, I, like I, that I find Trump that thing. I, I, I can. I find that I, I can, I'm good at like skimming numer like so much information and just finding you know like things just I just things ideas just pop into my head and whenever I'm reading things I you know and so sometimes I have to like like I'm reading something and or I'm even reading tweets and I think of a tweet from it and I go I can't tweet that because it's it's just too you know like so it's it's too inspired by that but I you know I'll read newspaper articles and not newspaper like you know, web uh, internet articles or. Uh, um, you have one remaining article. <laughs> exactly. I have to get a tweet. Hey, well. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just, uh, things just pop up. I don't like, um, you know, if I'm looking for a particular topic, uh, like I do occasionally, I, I go to like some stumbling sites, you know, stumble upon or something where oh, yeah. you can put in a topic and it just, you know, it could be like, I don't know, chemistry and it'll just give you chemistry articles and then just the, Headlines just will generate an idea. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah, that's really Why? cool. Uh, yeah, I was always wondering about uh, yeah how different people uh, have that process of how they get inspired or if they just like are sifting through news and are all like this information and data or not or if they're just sort of daydreaming and something comes to them. Uh, yeah, I'm always interested to hear how people, uh, these weird and wild tweets get thought up. So very yeah, good I, question, I, Mark. I like, there's, some, there's some, you know, little some rooms that uh, you're in occasionally that where people give prompts and uh it's just great you know where you know they're riffing riffing and biffing you gotta riff you gotta (laughs) everyone riffs you gotta use spoonerisms (laughs) yeah you know you know and i uh i love the silly stuff all the way up to the uh so thank you very much marf and now the next question comes to us from our favorite space raccoon benjamin at upside down trash and friend of the show, Will, asks, why? Why? Yeah. Why, Will? The answer is, why not? Oh, hey, there you go. So thank you very much, Will. And Will actually framed his question. Like, I tweeted a call for questions, and Will's tweet is, yeah, I have one. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that's how it should be read but the question is just why so thanks will great question 
And thank you, Todd. Why not? All right, let's keep this question train rolling with the next question from friend of the show, Brandon, at Le Bear Girdle. Everyone go check out his episode and his story about the food challenge. All right. Oh, yeah, I heard that. It was great. All right, now his question is, Todd, my dad wants to know how, at the age of 142, you still look so young. Your age has jumped. (laughs) <laughs> 30, 32 years in this question from the last question. I know. I, I know. These guys, like, they're, I guess it's an original number. <laughs> <for this question. laughs> Brandon, uh, you know what it is? It's, um, I'm going to, I'm going to do a throwback to an earlier episode I listened to uh, with, um, with uh, Isabel Zotten. She was on, and, and her, uh, she was asked a similar question about how she kept herself looking so young. And her answer was Vaseline. Oh, yeah, that was a great tip. And uh, I, uh, you know, uh, well, it, it's worked because I've gone looking 142 <laughs> to 110. Right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Very good. Yes, and Absolutely. everyone should go check out that episode and be following Isabel at Isabel Zatun on Twitter. All Very right. Nice. Now the next question comes in from Llama in a Tux. <laughs> and our favorite llama asks... Yes, I'd like to know who his favorite Canadian prime minister ever is, and if he could beat them in a fight. My favorite favorite Canadian prime minister ever, ever, and could you take them? Can I take them? One v one. Well, um, I don't think a lot of people know a lot of the Canadian prime ministers, but uh, as a Canadian, I know a number of them, Uh, and uh, I think. I think one that stands out probably is uh, probably based on name alone is um, William Lyon Mackenzie King. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, he's got the Lion King in his name. Yes, he does. William Lyon Mackenzie King. So he's just awesome. Great like, name. You think you, you can know. take him though? <laughs> Do I think I could take him? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah he's, he he uh, he's no longer with us. I guess that's true. <laughs> So there you go. Thank you very much for that interesting question, fellow Canadian Llama Inatux. A little CanCon there. A little CanCon moment. Thank you. And, yes, CRTC going to keep me on the air. Um, Next question comes from our favorite anagramist, Thomas Brendel at The Solemn Bard. And his anagram of your name is a laptop discord. A laptop discord. And that is an anagram of Todd Pappy Carlos. Oh. And his question is, what is the most interesting disagreement you have had with someone online? Most interesting disagreement. Hmm. I guess we're not talking about those <laughs> Trump trolls. Well, I'm trying to think. You know, those aren't very interesting. Yeah, they're not, they're not very interesting. They're mostly just kind of argumentative. Huh, interesting disagreement. Um, hmm, I'm, I'm pressed. I, I knew I should have read these questions beforehand. <laughs> oh, that's okay. If, if nothing comes to uh, mind, we can see oh. nothing. We'll, we'll come back to it if we think of one. Thanks okay. again, okay. Thomas, for that great question. All right, now the next question comes in from just a guy pretending to be a duck online. And Druck asks, yeah. if you suddenly became a dog, what are the first things you would A, chase... And B, chew on. Great question. 
Well, you know, uh, we have some great dogs in our neighborhood. I'd mm-hmm. probably chase a bunch of those dogs around. Yeah, chase, chase, chase other dogs. Chase other dogs. Show yeah. me, chase other dogs. Yeah. And I would, I would chew on everything. <laughs> the first thing that you came across? I would chew on shoes. I would chew on uh, sticks. Uh, I would chew on banisters. I would chew every, anything. In your history of dogs, is that a common occurrence? No. No, but, uh, <laughs> but you're um, a bad uh, bad dog. <laughs> well, I just figured, why not? I'm going to go for it. You're going to go ham as a dog. All right, well, thank yep. you very much for that question, Druk. And this next question comes to us from Shen the Bird at Shen underscore the underscore bird. And the question is, would you rather be only be able to open doorknobs with your mouth or instantly switch voices with Donald Duck whenever you get an erection. Hmm. That's an interesting. So I can either open doorknobs with my mouth mm-hmm. or I instantly yeah. switch voices yeah. with Donald Duck whenever you become erect. Hmm. Well, I think I'll probably go with the Donald Duck erection thing. Okay, interesting. Because, it, because uh, you know, opening a doorknob with my mouth would just be, that would just be yeah. socially unacceptable. I just, you know, it, oh, just, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't be able You'd to, be... you know, I'd be walking through the the mall or through the, you know, the, the underground parking lot and then I'd have to put my mouth on a doorknob and the guy behind me would be like, what? <laughs> yeah, and you'd be Either sick I'd have to wait all the time. Door until somebody else opened it. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess good answer. So good I don't want to do that. So the Donald Duck thing. Donald Duck sounds you know, fine. Like, like when I'm not doing a, a lot of talking when I have an erection. I, don't <laughs> I guess not. There like, you go. Are, are, are we are we are we having long discussions with our erections? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think so. So you just wake up uh, in the morning with Donald Duck voice. <laughs> Uh, the alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for that interesting conundrum, Shen the Bird. Yeah. Next question comes in from Ollie at OJ Edge. And Ollie. he asks, Tood, do you have to? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like a fun guess... question. It's like a joke. <laughs> it's a fun question. Well, uh, Uli... I, I know it's Ollie, but we we have this ongoing uh, uh, our 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 discussions are always adding all of these O's to each other's names for some reason. So obviously he uses two. Do you have to? And my answer is Uli. I do. <laughs> Uli and the Tood mornings on KXYP. <laughs> Welcome, to Uli and the Tood. You're yeah. on. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Uli. And the next question comes to us from Reverend Scott at Reverend oh. underscore Scott, and he asks, "What motivates Todd to continue tweeting despite lacking the ability to produce good or even average content?" <laughs> Oh, it's a burn question. Well, I, I don't read it that way. I, I read it as what motivates Todd to continue tweeting despite only being able to do above average and great content. <laughs> Your brain just changed the question. Well, I, I don't have the ability. No, I agree with him. I don't have the ability to <laughs> do average or good. Got it. Or go. Oh, I get it. Yeah, you right. You lack the ability to produce good or average content. It's all above that. Yes, Thank I you. see how you flipped it. Okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, Scott. I appreciate your uh, 
the way you framed the question left it open, Scott. <laughs> he flattered. He's flattering me. <laughs> well, you made it through. All right. So the next question comes to us from Boog at Boog tweets. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you breaking into the radio voice? Yeah, radio voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's part I love of it. No, it's part on. of the question. That's why it's everyone's favorite segment of the podcast. <laughs> Alright, the question. Can I do the rest of the show in my radio voice? <laughs> yeah, you may. Why weren't you doing this whole thing in your radio voice? Alright. The question from Boog is this. When did you first realize I was your best friend? Just now. How long you gotta suck a tree to get one bottle of maple syrup? Two weeks. Why aren't they called the Toronto Maple Leaves? Because they're here to stay, baby. <laughs> Metric system. Stupid? No. <laughs> I I should have phrased it. I've the oh, rest okay. of the question. Metric system. Stupid or just a waste of time? Yes. Just a waste of time. What was Woodstock like? Woodstock. He was he was like a small bird that hung around with Snoopy. Oh, I thought he meant Woodstock, Ontario. Oh. <laughs> Both great non-answers. No, I think what it was was he was he was making another old. Reference. That was the old joke, and yeah. the final question coming in from Boog: Poutine or chili cheese fries? Uh, I'm going to surprise a lot of people here, and I'm going to go with chili cheese fries. Whoa, that's your American side coming through again. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> great, you've answered all of Boog's tweets, so thank that's you very cool. much. Next question comes from she's a real genius at she's a real genius (laughs) and she's got two words for you todd groupie stories (laughs) hit us up with all the groupie stories the groupie stories well i i know uh she's a real genius shimmy and uh she she's told me a couple of groupie stories herself uh that she was involved in where she was the groupie but I don't want to, you know, raise up that stuff. That this is probably too sensitive <laughs> material to get on there. Uh, groupie story. Uh, well, uh, here's a great groupie story. My wife of uh, 28 years. Shout out. Is uh, I met at uh, a rock and roll show. No way. She was watching me play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, hey. And that was enough. And it was like that <laughs> Bruce Springsteen video where he brings Courtney Cox on stage. <laughs> you got exactly. And the rest yeah. is history. Well, that's cool. So that is, that's history. like the, so she's, she's your ultimate groupie, right? So you there can you say go. that. <laughs> very cool. All right. Thank you very much, Jimmy, for the lovely question. And the next question comes from Danny at Dundlewood. And he asks, Todd, what's the <laughs> oddest thing you've ever done? oddest thing I've follow-up question what's the toddest thing you've ever done <laughs> well <laughs> you can handle these I, one at a time <laughs> I, I, they may be, may be the same answer for both i'm not even sure what the oddest thing i've ever done uh, i um, you know i've uh, probably uh like i i think i've told the story i i, I quit school at a jock or uh, joined a rock and roll band yep that's odd that was i guess that's odd it was wacky at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a big step. Yeah. And uh, that's also the toddest thing I've ever done. That is the toddest thing. 
think well, I'm answering this correctly. <laughs> I don't know if that really counts as the Toddest thing. But thank you very much, Danny, at Dundlewood, for the great questions. And the next question comes from Sumo. Meow, at Sumo Meow on Twitter. And this is actually your cat. That is my cat, Sumo Meow. This is your cat. Cat's name is Sumo. Very cute. Great guy. Uh, a lot of sassy attitude. <laughs> really, uh, he's great. And the question is, where is the treats meow? <laughs> where is the treats meow? Well, <laughs> he tries this all the time. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna say. Right. Though the treats are hidden somewhere in the house, and you won't let Sumo know. He tried to go through a roundabout way of asking on the podcast. And you didn't fall for it. So sorry, Sumo. Maybe try creating an alternate account. That's right. (laughs) Without your face on it. He is a cat. He's not, you know, he could have an alt account. (laughs) That's what I mean. I'm telling Sumo, if you're listening right now, alt account is the way to go. (laughs) He did it from his regular account. Yeah, alt account, befriend. (laughs) It's a long con game. You got to like befriend Todd, get him to follow back, and then you slide in those DMs. That's right. And he also used his own voice there because he had the meow at the end. He added the meow. Well, thank you very much, Sumo, for that question. I think we got a few more questions here. Uh, This one is from Tom at Trojan Sauce. Oh, okay. All right. And he asks, Hi, Todd. Long-time reader, first-time commenter. Who would be your ideal dinner party guest if it was just them, me, and you? It would be Tom, myself, and Tom's mother would be the I would love to. <laughs> Tom's mother is a wonderful. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen. Uh, he's posted some videos of her and pictures, and he has discussions about her. She's uh, seems like a wonderful one. I would just join them for dinner. She's a lovely, lovely lady, and, and I would, that would I, be quaint. That would be very nice. Would. And I would ask her to thump Tom while I was there. <laughs> she just give him a little, little whack, just a bit. Oh, of a she'll thump. thump you, Tom. <laughs> that your Tom's so, mom impersonation? That's, that's how it would go, yeah. Love it. Uh, well, Tom has another question here. Would you rather spill milk on your legs so you smell like old milk all day or have the bolognese inside your shoe for a day and only you know it's there? A bolognese. I guess that's like sauce, right? It is a meaty Italian <laughs> pasta sauce. I guess I got to go for the the bolognese in the shoe. It's only a day, so I mean, the, this is a, this is a pretty tame. Would you rather? Because it's yeah. only a one day thing. <laughs> so the old milk is out and bolognese is in. That actually kind of smelled good. Yeah, I think that it'd be nice and warm in your shoe and uh, on those cold know, minus twenty five morns. That'd be nice on the walk, oh, yeah. walk to high school. Grade nine, Todd would uh, be all over the bolognese in your shoe. <laughs> That's right, and the, and I can't afford spilling all that milk. I need it to, for my uh, my hot chocolate and toast in the morning. You need it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tom, and apologies on the uh, impression again. And the next <laughs> question comes to us from our number one top friend of the show, question asker extraordinaire, and also your son, Timmy, at oh. the Timmy Toes. And he asks a couple questions. Number one, when was the last time you locked yourself out of something? Like a car or house, etc. Hmm. Uh, 
Well, I have a, uh, it might be a little bit long, but I'll try to make this a quick story. I uh, was at a party at a friend's cottage in the middle of winter, and uh, we couldn't even drive all the way to his cottage, so we had to park our cars like two or three kilometers from the cottage, and because the roads weren't plowed, we had to trudge through the snow. So well, this whole gang of people did this. We parked all our cars, and we had a party that night, and we were drinking and music and laughing, and then... He's on a lake, and the lake was frozen. And we were all out on the lake running around, sliding around. And in the morning, we get ourselves up, and we have to leave. I walk to my car, and my keys aren't in my pocket. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I have to get back to the town. And so I walk back to his cottage to look all around his house. And I look. we look at everywhere, window of his cottage, and I look at this lake. And I think, oh, my God, I, I, maybe they're out on the lake. So I walk out, and there's the snow is starting to fall again, so these things are getting covered with snow, and I walk out, and I'm walking and walking and walking on this lake, and I see something in the distance, a little spot, and walk towards it, and, and there they were, my keys oh. that I found on the middle of the lake. Wow. That is and, like a bad place to lose your keys. And it's a better place to find them. Like if wow. you imagine finding them. That's so I crazy. found them and they were in the middle of this lake and that we've been running around like, you know, drunken teenagers. And I, you know, finding them, it was a miracle. That is a miracle. a miracle. That's amazing. A miracle, a miracle on ice, in fact. So how do you do with your keys now? Do you have like a carabiner on them or uh, do you have a tracker? <laughs> uh, now, uh, now that I, I have, uh, I, I don't even know why they came out of my pocket, to be honest, but I just, I don't do anything different. I, I don't even know how they came out. It was it's a fluke, but amazing that you found them. So yep. that answers question number one from Timmy, but question number two is yet to come. Now this question Uh-oh. is... I have a feeling this one's going to be harder to answer. Now Timmy says, you are my father, and, <laughs> and, may, and you make the rules of the household. But can I please come inside to eat dinner with you and the rest of the family instead of my bedroom slash garage corner? <laughs> <laughs> Timmy! I thought this was going to be a hard question, <laughs> but it's very easily, and the answer is no. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again. Always great questions from Timmy at the Timmy Toes. Everyone should be following him. And now we get to the very final question, a very oh. special writing question from Travis. I'm talking at prof underscore Hinkley, and he asks... What is your favorite color? And also, that is spelled correctly with a U. What is my favorite color? That's the question? Yep. <sighs> blue. Blue, okay. We talking about uh, blueprint blue, navy blue, baby blue, sky blue? Um, I'm a fan of a lot of the blues, but I would say some nice, deep, kind of um, Mediterranean blue. Ooh, good blue. There you go. Well, Todd, you did it. We made it all the way through all the questions. And again, thank you to everyone who sent in a question to add FOTS pod on Twitter and for Todd to answer. And he has successfully answered most of them. <laughs> so, most of them. Uh, yeah, I think you missed that one from Thomas Brandel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I didn't. You got I did stumped. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Yeah. All right. And I wanted to give a very special Beverage Club shout out to Jess OK Fine and at Too Many Toes and an honorable mention to Dong Future. So now I think everyone has gotten good shout outs. And now we may wrap up. We begin to wind down the podcast. 
Is there anything you'd like to promote or say before I come in with that theme and we say goodbye? Uh, well, uh, you know, just follow uh, all those wonderful people who ask me questions there. I follow all those people, I think, uh, most of them, uh, and they're great people. And uh, I just, I'd like to just say I just love your show, Stephen. I listen oh. to all of your episodes, and I take a walk, and I put it on, and it is so enjoyable, and I'm so happy that I finally appeared on it. And keep it up, and everybody loves it, and thank you very much. Well, Todd, thank you very much. That's very nice of you to say. really appreciate that. And you were a great guest. It was so nice talking to you. Maybe next time we can do a live one in person. And I guess that brings us to the end of the show. So thanks for coming out, Todd. Thank you. And I will see you online at The Todd Williams. I will be there. Catch you in some DMs. <laughs> Love it. All right. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Todd. What a nice and funny gentleman. All right. Now follow at FOTS pod and send a question for future guests. It's everyone's favorite part of the show. Be sure to check out at Skinner Steven on Twitter. 9,300 people can't be wrong. Visit StevenWSkinner.com for all the old episodes. And please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Thank you to Ruby Coast for the music. And thanks to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thank you so very much for listening. I am Stephen W. Skinner urging you... Have a great one.